Ladies and gentlemen, just a word of warning. If any of you are not convinced that you have a tingler of your own, the next time you are frightened in the dark, don't scream. Greetings, ladies and ghouls. And welcome to Pod of Horror, where every day is Halloween. We have such sights to show you. Here is your host, Glenn G. Rod Rodriguez. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. They're coming to get you, Barbara. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Pot of Horror podcast. I am your host, Glenn G. Rod- Rodriguez. I almost forgot my last name. And with me today is a very special guest, Real Kyle Masters on Twitter. He is the host of All Elite Podcast. Um, he's got a Twitch channel, uh, Masters Gaming. You can go follow him. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Doing excellent. So excited. I've been pumped for this all damn week. And I'm so excited to talk about my favorite horror franchise of all time. And that is a Scream series. Let's get it. I'm very excited too, man. I appreciate you coming on. Um, you have the, uh, the the honor of being our first guest here on the, uh, the live show. So um, there you go. Um, before we get into it too, um, a couple of things to take care of off the top here. Um, for anyone who's watching the live show, I appreciate it. For anyone listening to this back on the podcast version, we thank you as well. Uh, but I do have to say thank you to uh, Rude Boy, Richie B, Insomniac Kingdom, and Jax Rodriguez, and Miss Jamie Strange for the follows offline. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoy your stay uh, here at the Pod of Horror. Um, tonight, as you can see, we're talking everything Scream. We're going to be talking about all the movies. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time before we get started, also, I am going to do this because um, so we have to. We have to do this. You got to see what we're doing here. Um, should have had this. I just want to say I appreciate go, uh, Ghostface in the middle of us right there. Oh, Love yeah. That. Love Ghosty being there. He's the he's the star. He's the he he's the reason why we're here. I mean that mask. I actually I should have had it on when we started. It's on my door. So when you walk in. Thanks for the cheer, Jazz Rider. I love your last name, by oh, Jackie. the way. Jackie, thank you so much. Love the last name. We shared a last name. It's it's an awesome thing. Um But I was gonna put the mask on because I have one, but it's on my door. It's so when you walk into my office, that's what you see. You see ghost face it's right there and then you <laughs> on the ground you see michael myers i have a michael myers rug so we're all hard up here but um just so if you haven't seen if you haven't seen scream at all which would be weird but if you haven't here's a little look at all the movies Come 
there we have it a nice little look there at the screen movies it's uh these movies have been around for so long and they're still watchable i just watched the first one again last time to get really pumped up for today nice. um that's all i've been thinking about so let's get right into it like the first question i have for you kyle is because you're the guest you get the first question um when when you first saw this movie when you when the credits rolled at the end your thoughts your like the, your mind you know where was your mind how old were you like where were you when this your first time seeing this film uh it was either the age of i'm gonna say in between 10 and 12 it's when i first seen this movie so my dad was like dad of the year back then back when blockbuster was a thing and he it was a it was a it was a weekend tradition every friday night we would go to the grocery store we get popcorn then right after we'd head right to blockbuster and um at that age when when the screen first came out on on, on back then vhs because vhs is the only thing you could rent back then um i ventured into the horror section so i was mainly renting star wars every weekend because i was a big star wars nut so I was, I was I was always invite always renting New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi every single weekend. All three movies. And I was like, "Do you want to get something?" I'm like, "Nope, Star Wars." <laughs> so I'm like, "I'm gonna go venture into the horror section this time." I tried decided to change it up a bit, and instantly I was thinking either Friday the 13th or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, "I'm gonna rent maybe like one or two of those movies, and and that'll be it for my weekend." And I walk past the the Scream one, right, and I'm like, "Oh, I." I, you know, I'm, I'm a kid between ages of 10 and 12, right? I'm not this geek like I am now. So I was like, what's this? This looks cool. I mean, the, the ghost face mask in the background, right? I think that's, I think, go, is his, his, his mask, wait, it's not on the cover. Isn't it Drew Barrymore's face? I believe it. Well, there's I so think, many different covers. I think it's her face or. Okay, um, so it was this one. So I have it pulled up here. So it was, it, it was her face blown up. And she, her hands like this, and it just says "scream." And I'm like, okay, there's something drew me to it. I don't know what it was, but something drew me to that case. I'm like, okay, you know, what? I'm gonna try renting this. And I watched it. Um, even though you know, watching horror movies at that age was would give me nightmares. I just, I, I love the thrill. Obviously, with ho the horror movies, I got into that really, really early age. And when it was done, I thought it was like the best thing of all time. I was like, oh my god, this like I don't want to rent Star Wars anymore. <laughs> I just want to keep renting Scream every damn weekend. And lo and behold, the next, I think it was the next weekend or the weekend after I go back to rent it and I didn't see that there was a second movie. And this was, this was past. Like I was already, by the time I got to renting movies, I think one and two were out. Three hadn't come out yet, but one and two were out on VHS, I believe. Uh, I'll have to fact check that. But I, I remember like going in and there was another one. I'm like, oh, there's a sequel. So I'll rent both. I'll rent one and two. And like I, even at the end of two, I was like, holy shit. Like I fell in love instantly with these movies. It was different than the horror movies I had watched with, with uh, Jason Voorhees and, um, and Freddie because scream and Ghostface is a different kind of horror. Like there, he, he's a different horror character. Yeah. He's not like that undead character. He's it's, it's, you know, an actual person just with a costume on. That's just a serial murderer. But I, at the end of that first movie, I was hooked instantly, instantly. And, you know, from that clip that you played, like people that haven't seen Scream, just watching that, 
You didn't notice her right in the beginning. That was, did I say Halle Berry earlier? I'm kind of just thinking that I might have said Halle Berry, but Drew Barrymore is who was I'm, I was thinking of, just in case I, I don't remember what I said earlier. You but, said Drew. You said you were good. Okay, so yeah, Drew Barrymore was had a very, very, very short role, but literally opened the movie up. Yep. But yeah, it was, I was hooked from the beginning. It's one of those movies that I... The first episode where I talked about The Conjuring, the new one, and I was like, there's movies that set the bar um, for horror. And for, you know, for me, it's Psycho, then Halloween, then Scream. I thought Scream took the... And I love Friday the 13th, and I love Nightmare on Elm Street, and I love all those slasher uh, movies. Um, but Scream really took the next level, and just, you couldn't beat that. It's been a while since a slasher movie has been able to, to beat Scream, in my opinion. And um, I remember my parents were big horror movie fanatics when they were younger. Not much anymore, but they, they definitely were when they were younger. And I remember they went over to my neighbor's house to watch it on pay-per-view. They all just gathered around and watched it. <laughs> and then they ended up buying the VHS copy. And as I do when I was younger, I used to steal their movies and watch them in my playroom because I had a VCR. And um, making movies was something that I've always wanted to do. When I saw Halloween, I was like, I'm making movies for the rest of my life. So eventually i put that tape in and i absolutely fell in love with the movie i mean there's so many halloween references that was the first thing i liked but right from the get-go that opening scene with drew barrymore and just the dread that you feel because like you said this isn't a supernatural force this is a real thing at they're teenagers especially when you know you grow up and and you're in high school like people get deranged and then they want to do stupid shit like that um it's still a scary opening scene um there's this part in that where you see Ghostface running through the room and, he, and he's kind of like bent over with the knife up in the air like this yeah that shit scares the hell out of me every time i see it i get chills um and just throughout the whole movie just everything about it all the little nods to halloween um Wes craven dressed up as freddy krueger as the janitor yeah um you know just everything about that movie was just it was a meta. It was the first time, like, a movie really went in on, like, the rules of being in a horror movie. And just things like that at my age, I never really got. But as I grew older, I, I, I've come to really appreciate. But right. I remember the movie gave me nightmares. And <laughs> after that, I was hooked. I saw the second one in theaters with my dad. And, like, you know, he was, you know... Seeing a seeing a movie like that as a kid, people would frown upon. But my dad let me watch all the awesome Terminator Two, all that good stuff. So yeah. Um, but the first one is just incredible. Uh, what are your favorite scenes in that movie? It's the first one. So you you kind of briefly just mentioned it there. Um, so the I caught it at an early age too, as well. Um. It had it been like the second between the second to fifth time I seen it when I because I, I watched it a lot when I was a kid so I think I think the numbers about now for the original or they have to be in the triple digits at this point in my life I've seen that movie so many damn times but the, I caught it in early age I'm like why does the janitor look like Freddy Krueger why does he have the same sweater like the same shirt and then um, you know Fozzie who played the principal hey yeah <laughs> I caught that yep. in early age too um, I was like. Hey, on a sec. He calls him Fred. He's like, no, not not you, Fred. And like, are they talking about Freddy Krueger? Like, is are they, is this a nod to Freddy Krueger? And back then, you know, 
research and internet wasn't really a big thing. So I kind of just had to like put two and two in my head and just went with it. And sure enough, eventually when, you know, you could research this stuff, it was like, okay, so they actually meant to do that. That was a, a nod to Wes Craven and Freddy Krueger. Um, I'd say, I'd say my best, the, the, my favorite scene. Uh, it's, I think it's just, it, it's kind of like, uh, not really obvious, but the ending, like the whole ending with the review, I love the reveal. Like I love seeing who the killer is and re- getting the reveal. That was great. And I, I remember seeing it like being in shock because right before you get the reveal, like Billy's like basically dead in the bedroom from getting stabbed. Yep. And then he drops the whole psycho line and then shoots, uh, keep forgetting his name what's his name um randy randy he yep. shoots him and i'm like oh okay so it was billy and then she tries to run around the corner and i'm like okay so now it's billy and Stu. so there's two i actually like i remember seeing with the i thought it was only going to be one so getting the the shock of finding out that there's there's two killers i was like okay okay Good job, like that. This this is great. I the, I fell in love with the whole reveal, and I think as as me seeing the rest of the sequels as it went on, it was the whole reveals were my favorite scenes. There is a scene in the third one that was my favorite, which we'll get to. But I think for the first one, for sure, was the reveal. That is a close tie between that and where they're all sitting. They're all sitting on the couch, drunk, and 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 Randy's explaining the rules of a horror movie. That's I think that might be my favorite uh, second favorite scene, um, just because I used to do that with my friends. I was Randy in high school, like totally. <laughs> I was the film head, the film, the film nut, horror movie nut. Um, I dressed up as Michael Myers with my friends all the time. We would oh, fucking awesome. make movies, and I would I took a, a, um, a skateboard, took the trucks off the wheels, and we would just like film jackass videos and me wearing a Michael <laughs> Myers mask, like. Going along the snow, going along the ice on the street, but uh, we love these movies, and it just like later in life and watching it, it reminds me of like just me, my friend Steve, my friend Zach, my friend Sean. We would watch these movies over and over again, not just Scream, but all the horror movies, and just like when something happened and a kill, we would just like high five each other. So <laughs> that scene just reminds me of my my high school years, and it, it brings a smile to my face. Um, the reveal, like you said, is just. It's insane. Um, I, everyone says Billy is like this genius and like his character is really well done. And I agree. But Stu, like Matthew Lillard kills it in this movie beyond anything. I can, like watching it now, just his performance is insane. He's a psychotic like mastermind, basically. He was just like um, when he says... Uh, um, when he picks up the phone, he's like bleeding out and, you know, sits on oh, the yeah. phone. And he goes, Do you really call the cops? And she goes, Bit your ass, I did. Um, and he goes, My mom and dad are going to be so mad. So I mean, bad. I always pop so hard for that. It's so great. It's so it's just, great. And him throughout the whole movie, like literally dropping hints that you don't get until you watch a couple of times and go, Okay, so he's he said it multiple times in this movie that they're basically the killer. Yeah. Yeah. And no one clues in. <laughs> It, it's funny too because like watching Anna Young I didn't know who it was like you know it, it makes sense that it was Billy and like because usually just it's always just one person but when they reveal mm. it's Stu it's like Billy tortured that kid in his head and 
you know, had him go along. It's just like he's a goofy teenager. Like, oh, we all had friends like yeah. that. Um, and that's just, it's crazy. Um, Nev Campbell, first time seeing her, um, I knew that she was on a TV show at the Party of Five, I think. Um, See, I had not seen her up until Scream. Scream was the first time I ever seen her in a movie. And I, I mean, I had a, I had a kid crush on her. Same. Like she, like she was, she was very, very young in that movie. So like, I had a massive crush on her. Canada's own. There you go. Yep. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I've, and she's like, what are my favorite Scream Queens? It's Jamie Lee Curtis. We'll always have that in my oh, heart. Yeah. The Den, Den Nev Campbell. Um, and obviously Courtney Cox, uh, coming off her friend's fame is just like two or three years into that show does this movie um david arquette shout out to david arquette um <laughs> currently profession half professional wrestler half, half actor half death match uh yeah. loser <laughs> um uh uh jamie kennedy who yep. which is a funny little tidbit that i, I learned about him on his youtube amazing youtube channel by the way you go watch he talks about his career he talks about how he got scream it's awesome um he used to be a spokesperson like it was like five or six like young teenagers who go around and like promote blockbuster and so it's oh. funny that his character it was a work in a movie uh, a movie rental store um and this was such a good time for like horror movies too so you had the 80s that were just like the vhs yeah. 80s movies were just the greatest thing and then the 90s you had i know what you did last summer you had like halloween six you had scream you had all these awesome movies so it's like really cool to see um video store getting a shout out in that movie because i'm such there's a movie <laughs> movie uh story here it's a non-profit organization um it's just they have movies they have vhs and dvd and blu-ray from all over the world um a lot and it's massive horror section so it was really cool to see that but um overall like even the little tidbit of uh cotton weary when you get the little story you know a backstory about him you just see him in that clip yeah. real quick to lead into the second movie um and how he plays a big part um and I'm trying to think of who else I, I give a nice little shout out to um, who played uh, Dewey's sister. I keep forgetting her name. Oh, uh, I should have IMD pulled up, but I don't. Rose I, I McGowan. Actually, I actually do. <laughs> Rose McGowan. That's it. Playing playing the best friend is it's awesome. But like another another scene that I like too before we get into um, the big question. Um, which we'll get to is when they're all sitting and they're talking about like, you know, did they, did they ask you if you like hunting and, and all yep. that? And then like, just a little, like just goofiness, you know, liver alone always pops me. I, <laughs> I, I think I don't quote many movies anymore and I used to do it a lot, but I always quote liver alone all the time. It's a memorable line for me. Maybe I'm messed up in the head. Who knows? Um, uh, but who did you think? like was the killer like did you think it was was uh billy or did you think it was someone else so when i when i first seen the movie uh who did i think it was i had a hunch that it was either the dad like uh her dad who like goes missing yep or uh i did at one point think it was the sheriff because there was the one scene where it's so subtle but like i it kind of my brain said something to me like even when i was that young going just from seeing a bunch of other horror movies because 
puts a cigarette on the ground, like he throws it on the ground, he stomps it with the boot. The same, it's almost like the same damn boot as the killer wears. Mm-hmm. And like, there's that music that plays, and then it goes back up, and then Dewey's just looking at his ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think it was Dewey once. <laughs> yeah, like, there's I no didn't way either. he's a killer. <laughs> but the dad mostly. I remember when I first like the first movie, I was thinking it was the dad mostly. The the the, the sheriff a little bit, but the dad mostly. And then. Sure enough, when they pulled him out of the closet, I was like, okay, so he was tied up this whole time. He didn't even leave the city. Yeah. It's, uh, for me, I, I couldn't guess. I was, it was one of those things like, I was never good at guessing murder mystery movies. Um, how I wasn't, who the third man was at Bastard Beach, couldn't figure it out. My dad had it all figured out. Um, my dad knew, my, my mom knew what they saw it before I did, uh, but like they said they knew when we talk about it years later. But I couldn't figure it out, and I thought, um, you know, def- definitely didn't think it was Dewey. Um, the Sheriff, that's a good theory, and he was also in Nightmare on Elm Street. He was a cop in that movie, so that's pretty funny that he, you know, could have yeah, been, okay. been a killer. Um, it was just, the reveal was just, it was amazing, and this movie, like, like I said, sets the, sets the bar. Psycho, Halloween, um, Scream, then Saw, then Conjuring are like my bar setters and horror. Um, but just Kevin Williamson did a great job writing this movie. Original title before Scream was called Scary Movie. Yeah, and- Scary Movie. That's what. And people don't know that. Like when they made the, was it the uh, parody movie mm-hmm. and named it Scary Movie? That was a tribute to the original movie being called Scary Movie. And it was a perfect tribute at that. Um, yeah. Just the, the, the characters, um, Marco Beltrami's music, like Trouble in Woodsboro um, was yeah. a, the theme, basically. Uh, Sydney's Lament, like anything from the soundtrack. I actually have the Scream 1 and 2 vinyl. I found it oh. at a random record store, and I was so pumped. It was brand new, too. I was so pumped. Um, but uh, in the end, this movie, 5 out of 5 for me. What do you think? Out of, if we're doing fives, yeah, uh, I would give it a, a, a solid five out of five. It, it has to be five out of five because, you know, as uh, as Sydney put in the says in the fourth movie when we get there, you know, don't fuck with the originals. Don't fuck with the original, of course. Yeah, and, agreed. And the, orig- the original movie is always going to be the best in my mind. Like they're going to come out with a new one at the end of the year or in 2022. It might be in may it might be their the best screen movie they ever do but it's number one's always going to live in my heart as the best screen movie because of now it now looking back at it now like i loved it when i was a kid but looking at it back now and looking and thinking of all the easter eggs that were happened throughout the entire movie and the cameos and tributes and how well the structured this horror movie actually is i think it deserves the five out of five for sure agreed agreed and if you haven't seen it, which it'd be very surprising if you haven't, but if you haven't and you're just getting into horror now, um, it'd definitely be on my top five to watch um, slasher films of all time. So definitely check it out. I mean, uh, thinking about the the most the goriest scene, like if you don't, if you're fine with blood and it's like gore that some people don't really like, are necessarily liking. Literally, it's only the opening scene that you see the worst of anything when 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 Drew Barrymore is hanging from the tree. That's like the goriest part of the entire movie. Yeah, the movie. It's it's not it's not really that bad. And even um, you know, Rose McGowan's character, like she's crushed in the the garage the crush, door. It's yeah. not really bloody. It's it's just no. kind of like a mannequin sitting in a in a crushed yeah. position. Um, that's that's a thing with this the the screen movies in general. Um, like 
you know, slasher movies are always known for over-top kills. You have Freddy Krueger's doing, like, Dreamland stuff. Jason's, like, snapping people in half and slamming them with a uh, sleeping bag against a tree. And then Michael's, like, you know, stabbing and doing all his stuff. But uh, in this one, in these movies, they're not really elaborate. They're But that's what makes them great because they're real people. No real people is mm-hmm. going to do an elaborate kill, you know, unless they're really nuts, which could happen. Um <laughs> So before we move on to the sequels, we did a poll, poll first poll of horror on the on the Twitter channel um, at real uh, or at Pot of Horror Live. Um, I asked, uh, "What is, in your opinion, out of the Scream sequels, which one was the best?" Um, with fifty-seven uh, percent of the vote, which is the next movie we're going to be talking about, is Scream Two. Early yeah. there, Scream Four was running away with it, which was very surprising with me. Um, and we'll talk about the reason why it's surprising uh, when we get to Scream 4. It has something to do with Emma Roberts, but we'll, we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, but Scream 2, uh, setting in a different place. Um, they're, at a, they're at a college. Um, the stakes are a little bit higher. Um, you know, the survivors, we had Sid. We had Dewey, who's a little bit fucked up in this movie. We had Randy. <laughs> we had, um, and we had uh, uh, Gail Weathers. Um the opening scene of this movie is by far, um, you know, I love the first one, how it opens, but this one scares the show because like it, you first, you're alone in your house and you get murdered, but then you could get murdered at a movie theater. Like that was yeah. so new to me. I was like, that could happen. People do that. That um, threw me right off when I first seen Scream 2. I'm like, oh man, we went to a movie and like that made me scared of bathroom stalls because like the way the opening kill happens i'm like oh okay <laughs> do i want to go to a public washroom stall anymore <laughs> it's it's like w- why even go out of your house anymore i mean if i or just go into woods somewhere where no one could touch me um <laughs> we have omar epps and um jada pickett smith in the beginning which is a really cool cameos like there are a lot of cool cameos in this like you had jada pickett smith you had omar epps you had charlie conway is in this um, Joshua yeah. Jackson, um, uh, Porter Del Rossi's in this. Uh, just it's an incredible. There's a lot of cameos in this one. Sarah Michelle Geller, <laughs> like everyone's in this movie. Um, yeah, and we we get it. I would be scared of those two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this movie opens up with them in the movie theater. Um, the the movie based off of Scream Stab opens, um, and we we get our first two kills um stepping stepping it up in a public place um and then we go right into uh, the college sydney's in college she's doing her thing the murders happen she gets a little scared and we all start all over again um what did you think of this overall like what, what was your your thoughts of scream 2 it's a sequel sequels usually aren't that good i mean they even have a discussion about sequels in the beginning of this movie which right. is amazingly meta and i love it but uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on this? So when I first seen that, the end of the movie, I thought again, I, like I said earlier, like I thought it was amazing. I'm like, man, like, can we get more of these movies? And, like watching it though, like over the years up until now, it's, it's, it's like, it's on the fence thing with me with Scream 2. It's, I, it, the, the weird thing was, I still find it extremely weird to this day and I still question it. This is the opening scene, the first the, the first murder 
of when she's like stabbed like a bunch of times in a theater. Like, I know it's dark in a theater. I know the lights were flashing. You're telling me no one saw anything happening here. And then she's walking up and they're booing the hell of her. And no one does anything until she screams and falls on the stage. I'm like, like, (laughs) who's who's booing at a girl who's like walking hunched over like this? Who's booking this shit? Yeah. Like, no, but you got to. So it was like too early for like viral marketing campaign, something that they would do, like probably now do some crazy, like elaborate setup like that. But um, I think because of the, what was going on screen on the screen, everyone was stressed up. Everyone, maybe they were just fighting or just like doing something, but like that still rings true. When fake dying, (laughs) when stuff is happening, everyone just stands and watches. No one actually does anything to help anyone. Um, So, it was just really interesting to see that happen. And like, he just blends in with the crowd because he's wearing the mask. He's just wearing a jacket. Like that's not going to, he's not going to stand out because of that. Um, but that way him in the bathroom getting killed was like, you can hear the voice of Timothy Oliphant. Actually, that's his voice yeah. doing the little nursery rhyme or whatever he was singing or saying. Um, Timothy Oliphant, amazing actor. I love that dude. And to see him as the killer at the end of this movie, um, I thought it was him the whole time to see when I saw the second one, he just gave me those vibes. No one else gave me those vibes, but like the, I didn't know who it was going to be. Honestly, when I first seen that movie, I was like, I have no idea. I thought it was Randy for a little bit when I was first watching it. And then when he died, I'm like, okay, it's probably, maybe it is cotton weary. I'm like, maybe, maybe cotton's like the actual killer this time. And I had no idea it was going to be him. That I remember that throwing me right off. And I'm like, damn, how did I not get that off the bat? Also, shout outs to uh, Heather Graham. If you guys have yeah. ever seen uh, um, the movie, I remember seeing her the most was the, the Hangover, and she played Casey in in the stab flick at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So the shout yep. to her for making a little mini cameo in there. But yeah, I had no idea it was going to be him. Like no idea. I I just he just gave me these creepy vibes, and I'm like, I was starting to get to know a little bit how storytelling works. It was just like. Okay, Cotton Weary is in here only to distract us from everyone else. It'd be too easy. Like, that's what they would do now in a slasher movie. It'd be so easy, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's just one of those um, red herrings that uh, slasher movies are so famously, you know, done with. Uh, but he was uh, just his motive, the, the whole reveal, like you said in the first one, the whole reveal um, is just incredible. And then Laurie Metcalf as. Billy fucking Loomis's mother. Yeah. Being, it's just, what? That like, was a jaw drop for me. Yeah. Yeah. When he's like Billy's mother. I'm like, wait, what? Yep. <laughs> for a weird second too. I remember when I first heard that in my head, I was like, wait, I thought she was dead, but I'm like, oh wait, they never mentioned her being dead in the original one. So she ran away. Like she left. I think she left Billy's father because Billy's father was having an affair with Sydney's mother, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So this is her way of getting back at Sydney's mother is going after daughter who killed her son as well. So I was just, I, it got, it, it blew my mind. Like, I mean, spoiler for people that haven't seen it. Oops. But <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I I still remember as a kid going like, what? <laughs> it's 
it's strange because it's um I never it's like it's one of those things you never like you go to a movie it's fresh you don't know like storylines not like wrestling where everyone kind of knows what's going to happen because it's just everything's been done so at this point you're like okay so there's probably gonna be two killers well it's probably not cotton weary it might be the boyfriend who knows he's he's a little strange oh yeah Um, him the kid uh, from uh stand by me yeah we stand by me (laughs) that's where i recognized him from i was like jerry o'connell right yeah yeah it's like it could be him you know, it could be someone weird. It could be like, you know, it's it's it's, it's just really strange. Um, shout out to the chat right now. Toppin, Infinity, what's going on, man? Uh, Jackie Rodriguez, uh, Game Event, shout out, shout out. Um, but uh, we're in the middle of talking uh, Scream 2. And for anyone who's listening to the podcast version of this, you'll be hearing us talk to the chat. Um, so just don't be alarmed if we're just we'll randomly talking to people. Come the chat in the next pod. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, every Monday and Friday nights. Um, so I want to talk about like how they made a movie within a movie. Stab, like you said, Heather Graham was mm-hmm. um, Drew Barrymore's character, Casey Becker. Um, before we get into best, before I should have mentioned this in the in the in the first one, but um, anyone who saw the Loki show, I only saw clips of it. Looks great. Can't wait to see it. There's a scene. Oh, I can't wait. There's a scene where. He's trying to get the Tesseract back from someone, a character named Casey. And he says, and I quote, give me back the Tesseract, tesseract or I'll gut you like a fish, Casey. I lost it. I was no like, way. I was Is like, he really? He definitely says that. It's so insane. Um, I was just like, Scream has, has reached Marvel Universe, and I, I'm excited. <laughs> but anyway, um, we get Heather Graham as Drew Barrymore's character. We get um, Tori Spelling as Sydney. We get... Uh, um, Luke Owen, right? Is that his name? Luke Owen? Yes. Yeah. One of the Owen brothers. The other Owen brother. Um, he plays uh, Billy Loomis. And that's all we get to see. We, that's all we get to see. And, uh, and it's funny because Sid has a throwaway line in the first movie. He goes, I'd get Tori Spelling or something as plays me. And that's what happens. So it's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah. And Tori Spelling plays her in Stab. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's hilarious. But uh there are just so many cameos, like we said, but this movie, like, really, like, just ups the game. And even though there is some questionable things at like the beginning, like, why isn't anyone doing anything? The writing's a little bit more sloppier in this one, I think, but it's still overall, um, it's solid. It's a really good, a really good sequel. And it's heart crushing when Randy dies. Like, I was, someone's yeah. got to die from the original movie. Not everyone can keep going. Yeah. I guess I it do- would have had it in him. They technically do kill off, besides the killers, they kill off one good person each movie. Yeah. They if do. You, if, you, if you look at all the Scream 4 movies, or sorry, all four movies, uh, Sid's best friend in the original, Stu, or not Stu, uh, Randy. Randy in the second one, um, Cotton in the third one, and the fourth one is the, the well, obviously it's uh, sadly... My crush in that movie, uh, Hayden Panettiere. Hayden, Hayden mm-hmm. Panettiere, yeah. Which yeah. I really, there's all these like, there's all these Reddit threads and all these conspiracies that she's still alive. Which we'll I'm talk like, about that. We'll talk yeah. about that. I knew you were <laughs> gonna bring that up. Um, I know you said you were gonna bring something from Reddit. I'm like, it has to be yeah. the Kirby theory, but we'll get into that. Um, 
But overall, the second one I thought was really cool. I love the Sarah Michelle Geller kill. Um, I was cool seeing her in the movie and then like just having her do her, you know, I thought it's just, it was a randomly placed, but it, it was just perfect. And then, then like, you know, Debbie Salt, the reporter, Lori Metcalf, yeah. Billy's mother shows up and she just like randomly shows up and you're like, I think I now got, I got a deadline to get to. And she just runs <laughs> off and like, <laughs> we'll talk about that too, Pixie, that Stu's still alive. Uh, does Charlie Conway die? No, he does not die. He just he's a cameo in Film Club. <laughs> Bombay is the killer. <laughs> which Scream Four pays a tribute to Film Club, which yes. we get to as well. So. We will get that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's an overall. I think it's a great sequel. Um, I want to watch that again this weekend um, because it's been a while since I've seen it. I've actually seen Scream it's Three and Four. It's been a while. <laughs> Got Shout a stained. We'll talk about the soundtrack too going in the next movie because it'll pop someone in the chat and it'll be great. Oh, yeah. Um, but overall, what would you give Scream Two? So I mean, Scream Two, it's it's weird. I have two different opinions on it. When I was younger, I absolutely loved the movie because I was just like, oh yeah, it's give me more. Now, like watching it back again, dissecting it because that's what we do now as adults. We dissect movies, especially horror fans. I, I understand. I, I get what you were saying with the sloppy writing. You notice it a lot more now, older, watching it, like the where, where they were sloppy in a lot of places. Um, the ending was still cool, though. I mean, the reveal of Billy's mother was the biggest pop for me. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's the reporter. And he's like, Billy's mother. And that's where my eyes literally as a kid went like, oh, God. Like, he, like that shocked the hell out of me. And then... Um, because, I, I like I said earlier, I love the reveals. I love that's like my favorite part of the whole movie and it should be in those kinds of movies. I probably give it like a three, 3.5 out of five, like halfway, maybe well, 2.5 would be halfway. I'd say maybe a three. So three out of five. That'd be my rating. I agree with you there. It's, it's my favorite, one of my favorite sequels and slasher movies and horror. So definitely 3.5 out of five skulls for me. Um, let's move on to, um, <laughs> This the the redheaded stepchild, um, I would say because it's funny a lot of people like Scream Four over Scream Three. I have a soft spot for Scream Three, but let's talk about Scream Three. Um, we're in Hollywood so many now. Cameos. So many cameos. So many cameos in this movie. <laughs> so many. Uh, some of the best cameos, I think. Um, yeah. Because of one person, we'll get to we'll get to her in a second. Um, but we open up with Cotton Weary driving. Um, He's in Hollywood. He's in that deadly LA traffic. I know what that feels like. It sucks. Um, I hope no one ever gets to deal with that again. It sucks. But uh, we get back to his house, and um, who happens? Also, shout to the uh, the old school car phones. Yes, yes. Like, oh my god, the where like when you when you put it down, it goes into like this big compartment thing. But it's like it's. It's better than the old school seventies car phones, but this one was like you could it, with the, the number pad was on the back, and it, it still had the cord, but like that was like the first like, or maybe the last of the the car phones before cell phones became a thing. Exactly. Um, that's a good. I forgot that he had one of those. I those things. My aunt had one of those. They were fun. Yeah. <laughs> I used to call my mom all the time. Can I have some money to get some ice cream, please? Um, but he gets home and 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 he there's there's someone there to greet him and it's not someone in person it's just someone on the radio named Scott Stapp because what if yeah. by Creed is playing throughout this whole scene and uh, it, it's um 
Yeah, it's a beautiful blend of butt rock sensations on that 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 soundtrack. Um, but man, I, I as soon as I saw him in opening scene, he's he's gonna die. Yep, it and sucks. It <laughs> does. Suck. With scre- with the Scream franchise, the first person you see, they're dying. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even think it was going to be him. Like, I was like, it's probably going to be someone random. Which but, makes me think, could you imagine they swerve us finally with this new movie where the first scene we see in the new movie is Sydney, and everyone's going to think right away, damn, Sydney's going to die in the opening scene, and she doesn't end up dying in the opening scene. And that's the first movie out of all the franchises that someone survives the opening scene. That's actually a good swerve. I would I would definitely, we'll get to we'll get to what we think is going to happen in five and, yeah. and all that good stuff. Because there's a lot of theories, a lot of people talking um Mm -hmm. we'll get to that um but this movie takes place in hollywood and there's a new stab movie being made but then it gets halted because it's because there's murders happening and the director roman bridger's going crazy and uh sydney's in the in the mess of things again um straight off right off the bat worst writing ever uh in the series (laughs) yeah there's some lines in this movie that just blow my mind (laughs) um what's your favorite scary movie my life all right, McDreamy, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Um, it's... Hey, sh- shout outs to all the people that love uh, what's that show he's known for? Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, Patrick Dempsey is who we're talking about. He's the detective Kincaid in this movie, and he's given some of the worst line drops of all time. <laughs> but his partner has some of the best lines. Yeah. <laughs> um, the movie was uh, she was stabbed. The movie was called Stab. She was stabbed. Like it's. Funny, um, was, she was stabbed. The movie was called Stab. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It's so great. Um, everyone, you know, is trying to uh, figure out what's going on. Obviously, Sid's brought right back into the mess. Um, some cool scares and some cool, like eerie moments, especially one with her mother shows up in the window. Um, I thought that was real. When I, I was a kid. Yep. I thought it was real. Yep. <laughs> I was scared shitless. That still creeps me out because her face and their voice and like, you know, oh. when she like the, the hand goes down the window, but, uh, and the jump scare that got, that still gets me to this day. I, this, I still get the little like, Oh, like I, I know what's coming. But yep. then when ghost face pops up, I still get the jump scare. It's, it, it was a nice touch to kind of start pulling out the, like the mystery of her mother and like kind of elaborate on her. Um, as she was an actress in these B horror yeah. movies back in the day. Um, what's that actor's name? The guy who's the producer who you kind of think is the killer too. Oh, uh, 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 he's uh, Lance Hendrickson. Um, yes, that's who it. auditioned to be Arnold's uh, character in the Terminator. He wanted to be Terminator, oh, uh, but he ended up becoming fact. becoming a cop in the movie instead. Um, but legendary Lance Hendrickson. Um, some of the cameos in here, uh, well, not cameos, like, you know, you have Parker Posey as the actress who plays um, Gail Weathers, yeah. um, a whole bunch of different people. But Princess Leia herself yeah. is in this and then also does a rib on herself um, is like, you know, you kind of look like, you know, oh, yeah, from Star Wars or like her <laughs> like that. She goes, there's yeah. a chick that looked like me that <laughs> slept with George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. She got the part. So uh, Carrie Fisher was a treasure, and the series this movie is great. Um, but my also, and I just remembered, and I said that's my favorite cameo, which it is because I'm a big Star Wars fan. I know you are too, Kyle. Yeah. Um, but Jane Silent Bob are in this one too. Yeah, and it's funny because from the movie they go. I think they're going through. I, I don't know if it's the same 
because they go through. I think in JSR they do go through a movie studio. Yes, they do. Yep. And I don't remember if it was called Miramax in Jane Silent Bob. I think it was. Yeah, it definitely was because I think it's the same dimension uh, Miramax put those movies. Okay, out. so then that was like kind of like a little crossover, mini crossover, and she kissed her the finger. Yeah, I think she likes me. <laughs> exactly. And 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 Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. They they go through Scream Three or Scream yep. Four at that point. Um. But still, really hilarious, uh, like cameos. Um, what really let me down in this movie, though, is that just some of the stuff was silly. Like when the knife gets thrown at Dewey, hits him in the forehead, it was just goofy. It just didn't feel like a scream movie. Yeah. Really cool, some really cool things in it, but like, um, it just wasn't. I don't know. It just what didn't feel it. And it's definitely the redhead stepchild. Let's. Uh, what are your, some of your favorite moments in in this one? Uh, it's hard. I know. Again, I'm always gonna always say the reveal, and when finding out that, you know, the killer was Sydney's half brother, and I'm going. And I, I even as a kid, I I didn't get it at first. It only got to me like putting it together as like growing up and watching it again, putting the piece of man. I'm like, okay, how is he the half brother? I know he explains it, but like exactly how and. I had to like literally listen to every word he says in that, you know, after the reveal and I'm like, Oh, okay. So this is how he's a half brother. Okay. So it makes sense. And then, um, besides that, like, I, I love the whole, the, some of the comedic bits. I still go, I still laugh at, there's a lot of corny stuff that happens. And you're just like, mm, eh. um, the one guy, the bodyguard, um, who is, uh, Always forget his damn name. Uh, it's uh, the guy who plays Joe in Family Guy, Putty in yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, he plays the the uh, yeah Joe in on Family Guy. He plays. I also remember him because at the time I was watching cartoons, and I don't know if anyone's ever seen The Emperor's New Groove. Yep. Uh, he plays the Emperor's assistant in that movie, so that's where I I, I caught his voice right away. I'm like, oh god, that's him. That's uh, I think it's Crunk. That's like that's Crunk. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there again, a lot of cameos in this movie that, and, uh, I guess one of the best cameos of all time, if you're a dude and you're a teenager watching this movie, but Jenna Jameson literally is in this movie and dies while, and there's one scene where she's grabbing her, she's grabbing her titties. It's Jenny McCarthy always gets, sorry, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Oh my God. Jenna Jameson. They, either or now. Bum, 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 bum. Back, back then everyone liked that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn. But like so many cameos in this damn movie, like and even if they're like very small, like we said, Jalen Silent Bob, like that was a very small cameo that really threw me off in this movie. But uh, it made, in a way, it makes sense because like obviously, Scream One was in this was in the, the the town. Scream Two is at college. Scream Three is on the Hollywood set. So you're in Hollywood, you're gonna get a lot of Hollywood people. Um, other than the reveal favorite scenes probably the beginning like the opening kill yeah because that that was crazy that they killed off cotton like that and uh i like the scene i i like the scene where she was she she goes on set and she sees her house the the re or sorry not, not her house but the redone Stu mocker's house and like how they got all the details like to a t even like walking through inside and the the the, the death scene and all that stuff and she's like and she's like she can hear the voices in her head yeah, her like from like talking to Billy in the bedroom, and oh man, that threw me off. I you know what? For a small second too, I thought it was the 
the girl that played Sydney in in this this movie they're shooting. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought yeah. it was her. I thought she was the one killer. I'm like, oh, she's definitely gonna be one of the killers. She, she was like strange. runs off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's you know then then there's a ghost face with Sydney in the same studio. Yeah, it's um, she was strange. Sou- souvenirs. Yeah, yeah souvenirs. souvenirs. <laughs> it's randomly like. <laughs> Yeah, I got souvenirs. What are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Um, I was gonna say, yeah, the the set stuff was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. The random house explosion was fun. Um, oh yeah, just he kills he kills uh, the so security random. guard. Yeah, um, that that's really about it. The reveal wasn't really like I liked the idea of the brother and like how he was kind of I feel like he was kind of like the mastermind of it all, um, but. Uh, yeah, didn't he say that he trained them or basically he trained like, Billy and Stu? Yeah, basically gave. Yeah. Did it come? Did it? I guess he was the one that told told them to kill the mom, or what? Did he kill them? I don't really remember. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I just know it was like the strange reveal. But Mike, yeah, it it didn't have the the heaviness of the other two, especially the first one. But the moment where they kind of hold hands when he's dead, like she. Like there really wasn't really a struggle either. It was just like it happens, but like the 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 hand holding there was actually a really nice touch there to seal the deal. Um, and the one and only screen movie so far, so far, that's only had one killer. Yeah, one killer, and we're almost forgetting that all the other good scene too is when uh, Randy's sister shows up um, and gets them to watch right. that tape, and that's a very cool scene. Like. He's still around. He's there in spirit on tape, still, you know, giving everyone the rules of like how to survive mm-hmm. this. The third, and, yeah, how to survive the third trilogy. Yeah, he's, he's like, some of you are not going to make it. I didn't. That line still holds yeah. really good in my heart for that for that movie. Oh and, man, the score that plays like right after that, like yeah. the, the 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 scream score. I'm like, oh man, that's a uh, that's an intense scene, and it hits. It, they have the camera on Sydney, and it hits her right. Yep. As soon as he drops that line, like <sighs> it's like what what does he say? Like the the rule, like the trilogy, there's no rules anymore. Like everything's kind of like can happen now. Yeah. Um, so out of, like not to really brush over this movie, but I really want to get the four and 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 the five because those are the big things I want to talk about. Um, rating wise, what does Scream Three get for you? Uh so. <laughs> What goes into my rating it what doesn't go into my how about what doesn't go into my rating is the parts I, I I still love to laugh at this day. Um the awesome cameos. It's go what goes into my rating is how it's scripted and how the how the overall movie is structured. Unfortunately, this is literally the least out of all the movies they've made. So this is only getting like a I'll give. I'll, I'll be nice. I was gonna give it a two. I'll give it a two and a half. I'll give it a half score. I'll give it a two and a half out of five. Okay. Um, I, I'm being generous. Very generous. I guess I'll go that we're out too, only because yeah, there's a lot of fun moments in this movie. It's not a terrible movie by any means, but it definitely is lacking. But it definitely, it's like um, it's like Halloween Five for me. It's the worst of the series. Uh, well, Resurrection's the worst in the series, but we won't talk about that. That, we'll save that for the Halloween discussion um, that I have every year with the same people. But uh, it's, it still has a whole uh, a nice little piece of my heart. Um, so yeah, two point five out of five skulls. I think it's a, I think it's okay. 
Um, it's funny when that series kind of goes on a standstill and like time goes by and people are like, oh, are they going to ever make another one? 11 like, years. Why would they? Yeah. And then 11 years comes and, and, and we get a fourth one. Wes Craven's back. Everyone's back for it. Um, who's left. Um, and we get this movie that feels like I got, I was like whiplash. Like it happens. I'm excited. I go to the theater and I come out and I'm like, okay yeah this is why you don't you kind of stop the movies at a certain point it's not scream 3 is worse than scream 4 i would say there's some really awesome moments in scream 4 yeah but i have to get the negative out front because it's just like i feel like they tried way too hard with this one they really did they really tried very hard and they took i appreciate the tributes to the other movies that they made in this movie throughout this movie there's a lot of tributes to the original whether it was the reveal with a tribute to the original movie the film club which is a tribute to the second movie um the stabathon which was pretty cool i mean they, they did a lot of tributes in this movie but after watch it was like you after seeing theaters i'm like was this really even needed like did they really need to do this like the only thing that we kind of seen through this movie is like the the killer reveal is sort of on the other foot so like the originals it was the boyfriend the second one it was boyfriend related still the third one they tied into the family a little bit it was the stepbrother and now this one was a cousin and i'm just like oh, like i i didn't i didn't when i had to watch it a few times i sat there and i'm like yeah, i'm like what is this like what in this movie that they did warranted for them to come back and do a fourth movie and it kind of makes me think as to why they're coming out with another one in 20 in 2022 and they're not naming it scream five they're just naming it scream even though it is a sequel um i think it's a corrected sequel i think it's a correction for number four like what they should have came back and done with four we're gonna get at number five we'll get to, yeah we'll get to number five yeah but for th sure. this one yeah, I, I, I like it more than Scream 3, but man, oh man, there is a lot of things I could have done without in this movie. <laughs> like Kirby dying, but that's another, we'll get to that point. Right. <laughs> just had to kill her off. She made it all the way to the end. I'm like, damn, she's going to survive. I'm like, she's going to be a survivor. Thank God. <laughs> it's it's the no. truth. Um, it's my least favorite uh, 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 reveal. Um, yeah. even the Roman Bridgers reveal was a lot more weight to it. And even though it didn't have much weight at all, um, I'm going to say it. I know a lot of people like Emma Roberts and I think she does a fine job in the American horror stories, but I'm not a fan of her. I thought just her, I just couldn't stand her whininess, but maybe that's the point. Maybe she did a good job with that role. I just thought, um, it just See, sucked. It just I didn't mind sucked. her before being revealed, but when she got revealed, she was <laughs> You could tell she was trying too hard after the reveal. Like the way she was like trying to talk like Billy. It was almost like, stop trying to be Billy. You're not Billy. Stop trying to be Billy. I know that's, well, I've seen a lot of Scream fans argue and be like, that's her point. That's the point. Like that's what, that's what her job was. She was trying to be Billy, you know, like they were trying to be Billy and Stu. That's why they were mimicking it and paying tribute to them. That's she was trying to act like it. But I'm like, her acting was very bad. Like it was very bad when she tried to be, sinister like billy i'm like you can't do that 
I think she should she should have taken like fifty percent off that, and I think it would have been all right. But yeah, uh, uh, I thought the Culkin brother was awesome. I thought he did a really good job with that role. Um, I just I'm not a fan of Emma Roberts. It's just like I like her and like the the. It was a lackluster reveal, to be honest. I I didn't I didn't think it was going to be her. But it's possible I, that yeah. it, it's lackluster because of Kirby dying. But go ahead. <laughs> I thought. There was one point, so I'm, I'm thinking back to when I first seen you in theaters. I thought it was the McCulkin brother. I thought he was one of the killers for sure. Something was was pulling me towards him when I was first watching the movie. I thought the other one was either going to be uh, the boyfriend. I thought, like, I know they were trying hard to make it seem like it was the boyfriend. I'm like, okay, this is probably like a ploy, even though it ended up being a ploy. I'm like, it could be still him. Or Deputy Hicks. I, I'm like I had a I'm like I think if I'm gonna pull the trigger and do a cop as the killer, because there's like that one creepy scene where like Sydney's upstairs and she closed the door and like it's just dark and he goes oh Deputy Higgs I didn't see you there and she's like in the dark and then she's like slowly walking towards her and I'm like what the hell <laughs> like what the fuck and I'm like oh she's just like the, ends up being just the creepy she's just you know she you know she's the creepy friend from high school that you know sat in the background and. While Sydney got all the attention, and I'm like, but then I'm sitting there like, but my horror mind's going wild. I'm like, hey, this, this could be a thing. Like, this could make her want to be a killer. Like, she was jealous of all the attention Sydney got in the original movie because of you know the her mo- stuff with her mom and the, the the like all the stuff that was happening to her and the killer was going after her. I'm like, it kind of made sense that Deputy Hicks could be one of the two killers. Maybe not the main one, but she could be one of them. So I. Amber Roberts one shocked me. I didn't know it was going to be her. I thought she's going to like she would probably die or survive. I agree. I agree. Um, Deputy Hicks. I don't know if I would have picked her. Um, definitely one of the film nerds. Definitely thought it was one of them. Um, I like Deputy Hicks. I thought her character was fun, um, and the way that she comes through at the end there. But then she definitely gave off some creepy vibes, especially when she was in the house, like kind of hanging out and then like Sid like Caesar and then she's kind of like in the dark. It's dark. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is this scene? Um, <laughs> shout out to, um, to her though. So I, I liked her character a lot. And, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's, um, what's her name? And it's the sand lot. And then she was in uh, planet terror and, uh, she was in the yeah. sand lot. Oh my gosh. She's the lifeguard from the sand lot, right? That's yep. uh Marley Shelton. Marley Shelton. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Where where uh, squints, he freaking pretends to drown. Best scene, best scene ever. Like takes out with her, <laughs> and she like smiles at him and stuff. Like, and then he ends up marrying her. Yeah, and ends up marrying, have like a bunch of kids. Yep, it's a perfect ending for him. Um, uh, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, circumstances in this too. It's like, um, you just you can't pick like. You really can't pick like I thought it was one of the film students and I, you know, I know. Right. But like you couldn't pick like anyone else. Like it was just like the boyfriend was just I couldn't. It's, he was, just wasn't in it much. Um, it couldn't be one of the main characters. It just wouldn't make sense at this point. But yeah. I'll get into my theory and in, in for five later. Um, yeah. It's my, just my crush was, though, obviously like Hayden, like Hayden was my all like I, when I first seen the trailer for this movie that she's going to be in it. I'm like, oh. Oh man, <laughs> I was I was sold. I didn't even know the storyline. I'm like, I'm already sold. I'm going to see it just for Hayden. 
You know, I was never a big Hayden fan until this movie. I oh. I think it's because of her character. I think I was yeah. in love with her character. Like yeah. a horror movie buff. Um, I love the short hair. Like it was it was it was awesome. Like she was perfect in that movie. But uh She did I, like, such a good job. She's really I it sucks that she died. But like you it's the rule of all rules. If you don't die on camera and you don't see the body, you could probably come back. It's a movie. Yeah. It happens. Like, I just watched The Handmaid's Tale. There's a character in that that you think dies, but you don't see her. She ends up coming back. So, like, it's cool. Um, but maybe she shows up. Maybe we won't. We'll talk about that. Uh, I think um, I think this is the weakest Nev Campbell um, acted one. Um, yeah. I just didn't feel connected to her. I felt more connected to um, the younger, the younger kids. Maybe I was just like, you know, it's it's like, okay, I know you're the center of all this, but I was more connected to the younger kids. And like the way that their one friend dies, the other blonde headed chick that dies, like pretty, oh, pretty yeah. brutal. And then like Anthony Anderson gets stabbed in the, the forehead or the side of the head. Like there are a lot more brutal kills in this movie. Yeah. These kills were a lot more like... I don't want to say modern horror because uh, kills close. like that were just as brutal as back then. It's like they took the kills from like a lot of the horror movies back then that were that gore. Like Evil Dead's like a very horror or very mm-hmm. like uh, even some of the Friday the 13th and, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a lot of like gruesome deaths in there. Like Jason, they took some of that. Yeah. Like and modernized it in a way. But like it was definitely out of all the screen movies the most goriest movie out of all four of them because of some of the like the stab in the forehead still gets me i cringe a little bit at that i'm like oh and he did such a good job at acting acting the way he did like getting stabbed in the head then he obviously has to drop a comedic line right before he dies yeah but uh oh yeah the 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 best the one friend there i forget her uh the actress's name but when she gets like gutted and hang hung out the window and i'm like oh oh yeah, like and like when she goes, like Sydney's like trying to block Emma from looking in the room, like don't look, because you and you on camera you actually see like the the guts and stuff. I'm like, okay, they went, they went pretty gory in this one. <laughs> it's it was very gory, and uh, shout out to uh, Sid's aunt, um, Mary Mc, McDowell. I think her name is. She was in Battlestar Galactica, which is my favorite TV show, TV, TV series oh. of all time. Oh, yeah. President okay. Rosalind, man, I was so pumped to see her in there, but she was just so unneeded. Like there, it was, it was just a throwaway character that did not make sense to put in the movie. But it was cool seeing her in the horror movie. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, this movie was. It just like I remember it just felt very. I don't even I wouldn't even say rushed, but just felt very like it, it didn't need to be made. And um, after eleven years, you would think maybe. If we're gonna do a movie eleven years later, we're gonna we're gonna try to top everything, but in its own way, and not like force it. But it was forced. It yeah. was a forced ending, a forced just everything, and um, and like <laughs> even like you know, Gale and Dewey weren't really like they were kind of afterthoughts. And we thought Gale was gonna die, and we were like, oh, she's gonna be the one that dies. But I thought she's gonna die. Like yeah. I, I I read a lot of rumors, and obviously they weren't true that that Gail dies in this movie. So when I went to the theaters, I was prepared for it. I'm like, Hey, when's she dying? Like, and then, uh, the one scene I thought she was going to die. Um, that was the, the stabathon scene. I thought that was going to be it. I had yep. like, she's going to die here. I'm like, I was prepared for it and she doesn't die. And then 
Yo, like poor Dewey gets hit in the head with a bedpan. Dude, Dewey's just hospital. fucked up this whole series. Gets stabbed in the back and he's got a limp. And then, you know, it's just, it sucks. It sucks that dude just gets messed up. And he's still, he's got like nine lives. He's like a cat. Um, overall, like I said, it's like the negatives outweigh the positives for me. There's some really cool positives in this movie. But uh, like the, the Stabathon thing was cool. I wish I could go to something like that. And stay alive, obviously, but you know, um, I mean, shouts to the person on YouTube. I always forget his, his name that I watched where he dissects each screen movie and he shows you, or he kind of di- in, in his way who he thinks the killer. And you know, from listening to him, I think he's right in a lot of his predictions. Um, he kind of goes through each scene of each screen movie where you see the killer and he tells you as to who that is and why. In Scream 4, literally, it was 90%. Um, the McCulkin brother doing everything, and she was in the background. Like she had little to no, next to no part killing anybody yep. in this movie. So it's it's crazy how like this movie was mostly one sided when there's two killers. But again, they did it on purpose to, you know, they're they're film wackos and wanted to, you know, pay tribute to the original. And pay homage to Stu and Billy, which and, I thought was just lame. I just thought that was a lame excuse to do it. And they said like, they were going to twist it and do it the other way, and said they're going to be the um, the victims, and, the victims. Yeah. While Stu and Billy said that they didn't care if they went to trial, they were going to blame it on the movies and say that was going to be their way out, and said the movies made them do it. So yeah, I don't just, know. It was. It didn't. I was like, oh, at first, but then I'm like, oh. like it didn't hit me as hard as I thought it would. Like this, this was the shittiest reveal of all of them. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm gonna give it uh, the movie uh, two out of five um, skulls for this one because I absolutely can't stand it. Um, but I'll watch it because I watch all the bad movies. Like even I watched two of the worst horror movies of all time last Friday of all time: Sledgehammer oh and Things um, on on the uh, last drive-in on Shutter. If you're a horror movie fan and you don't have Shutter. So it's like six ninety nine a month. It's perfect. It's got all the great stuff. And there's a thing on Friday nights. It's uh, it starts at nine o'clock, um, where they do the lost uh, or the last drive-in. Um, it's the guy who hosted Monster Vision on TNT back in the day. Oh, okay. Joe Bob Briggs. It's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the movies were so bad. They were both shot on VHS. Um, and it's Zy it, Pixie. It's these two movies are worse than Rubber. I made a movie called <laughs> I made a movie called Terror at Ten Acres. Okay. It's, it was my first feature. It was years, years ago. And, you know, it's a lot of experience that I had. And I, I learned a lot from it, Not what not to do, obviously. I would watch that over and over and over and over again <laughs> and give it Academy Award nominations for everything about it. And Rubber, instead of these movies. And uh, one of these nights, I'm going to find a way, because um, they're not on Amazon Prime, these this movie, so we couldn't do a, a screening. But we're going to find a way to watch this movie all together and you guys are gonna laugh it's such a good movie to, to laugh at but um uh teeth even more it's even worse than teeth teeth was weird but it, i would watch teeth over and over <laughs> again too um but let's uh well what's your rating for scream for so i would agree with you with the two but because my girl hayden and there's a possible we're going to talk about her in a second here mm-hmm. she may may or not not be still or she may or may not be alive um, I'm giving it a two and a half. To th- it's like a 2.75. Okay. I'll give it. 
it's going to be in between two and a half and three. But uh, uh, if she wasn't in it, it'd be a it'd be a two to one point five because that was it was again like we said. It's it after watching it and thinking about it, it's like was this movie even really needed? Is this movie had do anything for the franchise besides? Oh, it's a cousin now that is jealous of the attention Sydney got. It's just it's like okay, whatever. <laughs> I, that, I mean, they could have done something better, but that's why I feel like this movie we're gonna talk about next is gonna correct the sequel. It's gonna be a corrected sequel. A correct, like I what like we that. should have got in 2011. Like what they tried to do at Rise of Skywalker, and it didn't end up happening that way. Um, I'm a Last <laughs> Jedi fan. I stand by the Last Jedi. I hate everyone who hates it, but it's whatever. Um, Scream Five comes out January 14th, 2022. Five Scream. Five green up. Five. If you, if you replace the S at the beginning, would put a five. Just like they took, was it the the A in scream, and it got when it first got teased, it was a four. Yep. Now you ought, you naturally got to take out the S and put it a five. So five cream. Five cream. Um, sadly, they're putting it in the January slot where all the bad movies go, all the bad horror. Oh, why like, didn't they? Like the remake, remake of the Grudge that came out two years ago, which was fucking horrendous. Um, and I love the Grudge movies, and I love uh, the Juwan movies, uh, where the, the yeah. that came from. But I am so mad that they did that. But let's hope that it's just it's different. Oh, Jenna, Jenna Ortega's in it. Dylan Minnette's in it, which is cool. He's a great actor. Um, it looks like Heather uh, Matarazzo, I want to say her last name right. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, that was uh, uh, Bill... Uh, Randy's sister is coming back apparently. Um, that's that's uh, that that shocked me. That shocked me. That I'm going. Oh, I wonder if she's gonna either play a big part or she going die in the opening scene. She might be the opening scene death. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. um, and also we have uh, who Marley Shelton's coming back apparently. Yeah. Um, Jack Quaid, who's I popped uh, hard for awesome. Jenna Ortega. Not gonna lie, and, and Jack awesome. Quaid. Jack Quaid and Jenna Ortega. When I when I first seen them cast, I'm like, okay, I'm sold already. I'm sold already. Like I'm going to see this movie just because of those two. Um, even Dylan Minnette, he, I remember he he did when I first seen Thirteen Reasons. It was a Thirteen Reasons. Uh, why? Why? Yeah. I thought like the first. I didn't see the rest after because I really because they really didn't want to for some reason. Um, I thought he played a good. I thought he he, play, he acted pretty well in that first season of that that show. It, it got me hooked. Um, but uh, this cast list, I'm looking at, I'm going okay. And when I seen Randy's sister, I'm like, okay, that could be the opening death right there. Unfortunately, she's not on the actual list in in uh, IMDb though for some reason. So maybe she's not in it. Well. That makes me think. Okay, well, let's kind of, because if they're gonna bring back, if they if they want to, uh, what's it called? They want to treat the fans and uh, bring back Hayden. Like not like keep. I don't know. Has have movies done that? Have movies kept someone off the cast list before releasing and then they appear in movies? Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And, yeah. They, and that that's a thing, right? I'm not losing my mind. Like yeah. they don't appear until after, like. If, if you look at the original cast list and then you watch the movie and then you see others appear after the movie is shown? I'm pretty sure that's happened. I mean, I I feel like a lot of the Marvel movies do that. Um, I feel like... I feel like Star Wars has probably done that, but 
Because um, we don't see Hayden die, people. And you wonder why we keep talking about this. Hayden, we don't see her. Die. She gets stabbed. And we think she's dead. We don't actually get the scene of her, like, eye, like still body. So, like, there's no... And we don't... I mean... We do go to the hospital after that scene. Which, that plays a big factor. Because I think then we could have seen that she was maybe still alive. Yeah, but maybe they just took her away and like, I don't know. There's so many bullshit things you could do in writing in, in and, a movie. Yeah. Unless the beginning scene, I mean, they're ultimately going to start. I, I, I imagine they start the same way. Like they're not going to ruin this movie. They're going to start the same way. There's going to be an opening kill scene. I imagine. Or if they open the scene with, you know, that scene at the hospital where there's another room and Hayden's alive still. And Hayden or like Sydney and all of them are like walk by the room and see her. I don't know. I, there's, there's so many ways that I, I think they could open this movie. I kind of feel like they will stick to the other movies and it's always going to be opening with the opening kill scene. I mean, if they do that, she survives. And it's like, you know, the beginning of uh hostile two where, um, forget the dude's name, but he was, he got fucked up in the first one, but then he survives. Um, yeah. and then he's in the second one and he gets his head chopped off right in the beginning of the movie. Like, He's at home too, which is crazy. So they could do something like that. But uh, well, let's talk about Scream Five and like your hopes, because um, we know Kirby could be alive. Like, what's the, what's is that like? What's the main theory on that besides just her being alive? Like, is she gonna come back and play a bigger role? I can't see her coming back to be a killer, because that wouldn't make any sense. Like, what will be her, her purpose? In, unless she was. No, no. There's no way she could have been in on it the last the, the last movie. I don't know. She if she came back in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. It. I know. There's. I didn't read into these theories. But there's theories that wasn't there. A theory that Stu is still. Alive? Let's let's get Pixie uh, excited here with Stu talk. Um, Stu being alive. Because listen. Yes, he got his face smashed with a TV. It just fell on him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he could have gotten electrocuted, but he could still just be alive. There's just been this rumor for a long time that Stu was alive, not just because of Scream 5, but even before that. Like, there was, like, these ideas. I think, like, Scream 3 or 4, he, the original idea was him to come back. Oh. Um, If I remember, you know, it's... It would be interesting if he comes back and he's the killer. He was he escapes jail or something, or I just don't know how people would react to that. I know us here would probably be marking out, but it'd just be interesting. I my theory for this movie is Sydney's gonna die. Yeah. We're finally gonna see it happen. Whether it's at the end or they shock us all, like you said, with the right in the beginning she dies. I She's think the opening kill scene. I think to set the tone for this movie to say we're not gonna we're not gonna fuck around. We kill her off in the beginning and it just throws everything in a loop. Like then you're like, well, what the hell is this movie about then? Like, this is gonna be nuts, right? Um, then you just give like, you know, the the last two survivors or you kill them off too. Like everyone in Star Wars died. Everyone yeah. in the main three died, you know. Kylo kills Han. Still yeah. that was spoiled for me. I'm still pissed off about it. Um, you know, Luke dies a heroic death astral projecting himself across worlds which is amazing and then 
Princess Leia passing away there. Um, mm. That's what can happen in this movie too. Like I expect it. I expect it. Oh, I saw a lot of people going like, "What?" I, I I understand it would be cool, but I don't know how they would do it without making it too obvious. People were saying like, "What if? What if this is finally the time that, you know, she's the killer?" But why? Like that's what I mean. I sat there going like, "What? How? And why? What would be the reasoning?" People have said like, you know, all all these years and all this trauma trauma from these murder attempts just messes with her head and she goes cuckoo or they do a story where she's just you know she loses her mind but i'm like ah, no, let's just stop it guys like I, I i went deep i got i went down a rabbit hole while reading these, these reddit threads and i saw i read a lot of crap where i'm like no 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 and i saw some where i'm like oh well i mean it would be it'd be a pop if like at the end like we don't see Sydney until the end, and it's, it's the killer taking off the mask, and it's Sydney. But I'm like, I'm sitting there going, but if I'm watching the movie and I don't see Sydney for like three quarters of the movie, I'm on, I'm instantly thinking she's the killer, because yeah. she's she's literally on this, she's on the cast list as as Sydney Sydney Prescott. And if we don't see her through the whole movie, she's the killer. <laughs> it's it just would be so weird. Like it'd be it would be weird, but if like. Somehow, Yo, hang on. Hang on. She's the killer. She brings in the second one, and it's Stu. Oh my <laughs> it's <her> god, and Stu! <laughs> it would just be nuts. She's like, it, oh my god, I I couldn't I couldn't handle it. I really couldn't hand, handle. You got a lot it. of people walking out of the theater at that point, going, "What the hell did I just watch?" I don't. Um, I I think if we're gonna get a movie where. Every, anything goes I think you start off with an original cast member dead right in the beginning yeah set the story in motion and let it let it rest like let this be the final one like there's so many copycat killers and so many different motives what would be the killer's motive in this whole thing it would just be like if it's Stu then we, we know the motive it's very simple I'm gonna kill Sydney finally and it happens and it happens it has to happen I really hope they do that like I hope whoever they pick as the killer it's a better reason than what we got in the last movie not because yep. she was jealous of Sydney's attention there's got to be some sort of connection I think to the originals like there's got to be a, a massive connection to Sydney's history because that's the reason it's really the reason why Sydney's tormented with this thing is because of her, her her past so every movie it ties into her past so you I, I almost feel like you kind of need to still you can't just have some guy you know, some psycho random lunatic saying, just reading about this and saying, "Oh, I'm gonna go and fuck with them because I'm just a, I'm not just, I'm just a regular lunatic and have no connection to any of Sydney's connections at all." You can't just do that. That makes no sense, and it would be stupid. There's, there needs to be something good, and I think because Nev didn't want to come to the fourth one, they, it took a lot for her to do that fourth one. I remember reading about that that she didn't want to do the fourth one, so for her to come back and do a fifth one, and especially because Wes was coming back. You know that they, there has to have been something written that she read and can, okay, I can get with this. Let me come back. Let's do this. Yeah, because it's totally new director, totally new writer since, you know, yeah. Wes passed away. Yeah, which, sorry, Wes passed away. Which, yeah. when that, I didn't know he had brain cancer. Like, when I saw it and he died, I was like, what the hell? And it, I was like, yeah. One of my favorite inspirations, the directors, and it's, I hope. You know they do this but like it's like when they they did the new halloween in 2018 
Um, Jamie Lee came back because of the story that they wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. And that was very shocking because after what they, you know, resurrection and like she did that for a payday, she even admitted it. Um, cause I always thought like H2O, if we're going to end this series, H2O probably would have been the best way to end it. Even though that movie was weak in a lot of ways. Um, I think this, this has to have a really good, uh, uh, story for her to come back for all of them to come back. I know it's been years and you know, you always got to like, you know, it's always fun to get the, the gang back together to get the band back together. But yeah. Um, there's gotta be a reason this is this happening. And like, I hope they like this, this is it for the original cast. I really hope it's it for the story for, for scream. I know if it makes a lot of money, they're going to make a sequel, which is totally fine. It's a business first. So um, that makes me think that that's why they named this scream that they're leaving that door open to, if there's a lot of success and money behind this, they'll continue it. And also on another foot, maybe they've also named it scream because maybe they plan on killing off all the original cast. And with this new cast, this is the new cast. that's going to the next trilogy. Like they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to go, they're going to continue on the story and we're going to get more movies. But I know I've seen a lot of people hate on that going, let's not turn this into the fast series. Let's, you know, put a, put a halt on one of these movies coming out and just end it there and, you know, live, with these movies forever like you do with friday the 13th and and uh halloween uh, night the halloween nightmare on elm street like i feel like sequels i yeah i agree and i disagree with that because with scream it's they're humans you know yeah with with all those like you can get away with you know them coming back and those movies are just fun to watch anyway you know like the new halloween 2018 really brought it back to the original for me and um, now I want to see more and I can't wait for Halloween kills and Halloween ends. Like it's going to be great. Um, but with like this, it's, it's scream is such a different beast. It's humans. It's not supernatural. You are right. Yeah. And you have to like, cause everyone's going to dress up in that costume. Every single person in this world's oh, going to do that. Like, you know, when I was a kid, like that was the, co- I don't know if it was around you where you lived up here in Niagara. That was the that was the the costume when I was a kid. From when I was age ten to I don't maybe right to about before I was stopping trick or treating. The scream costume was madly popular up here. Everybody like every other person was a scream costume. I remember the one year my dad went and got me for Halloween. I got the one scream mask that it came with a hookup that went went uh, uh, down your shirt up into your hand. And it like a little heart, and when you pressed it, the blood would come down the mask, like it had like a like a protective coating over top. And when you press down on the heart, the blood would come down the mask. And I thought that was like the coolest thing in the damn world. Like, um, but yeah, I was screamed for like four or five years in a row. Like I didn't want to be anything else. I'm like, nope, Ghostface, being Ghostface for Halloween, don't give a shit. <laughs> it's exactly it was. It was. Yeah. It was like my brother had that mask. Um, we had the original costume and we had that mask. Um, it was uh, definitely the costume of that year, for sure, those years. Um, I remember I never dressed up as Scream until I was like older. Like I, I put, I bought the costume to go scaring That's people awesome. in my neighborhood. Because um, I was dressed oh, I up as totally Michael. Michael's my dude. Um, I did Michael one year. Yeah. I did Michael one year because I had like, 
a pair of like blue overalls that were similar that my my dad wore in like in the, gar- the garage when he did car work. Mm. I'm like, can I use this for Halloween? Because I'm gonna go buy a Michael Myers mask and it this fits so well. And I bought like a plastic mi- knife and I I had like the whole costume set. And I'm so upset that I didn't keep that mask too because it was such a good mask. I think I paid like a little bit over a hundred dollars for it because I went to the special Halloween shop they had here and it was mm. like a legit mask oh dude that's amazing yeah. i i'm still i'm i'm gonna eventually buy one but i'm gonna eventually buy a, a 78 kirk mask um oh that's dope i need i need it it's the scariest of them all um but uh i it's going to be interesting to see what they do is two coming back is kirby alive are the main characters gonna die are we gonna get any cool surprises i really i really so, hope it's something if it's if it's the originals <laughs> So mm-hmm. if you had to pick who dies in, in the if the opening scene is going to be one of the originals, who do you think is going to die in the, in the opening scene? If it's one, pick one of the originals, and you can include Deputy Hicks because she was in the last movie. I would say I think more realistically, Deputy Hicks dies. Um, my heart wants Sid to die in the beginning, only because it would just it would it would be such a swerve. Um, but I could see it realistically being Gail or I think it's gonna be both. You think they both? Die? I think it's gonna be Gail and Dewey. In the beginning, oh, that would just that would rule. Like I would be sad for the characters because like we we grew up with them people, but uh, that that would be such a sweet because like, that's opening. that's a way to get to Sid early on in the movie. Yeah, no, oh, that's how you get her like super yeah. fast. Like Deputy yeah. Hicks, yeah, there's a connection, but them two, like you're the only one left, dude. Like you're yeah. you're it. Yeah, um, Stu dies at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, <laughs> Stu's alive and he ends up dying. <laughs> Dude, that that's interesting. Let's talk about yeah. that real quick. Like, let's fantasy book here. Like, Stu like somehow's alive, is in jail. Somehow, like escapes, right? Or like he's in Mexico somewhere. Like he, <laughs> some, he just ran away. Something ridiculous, and yeah, like he ran away. But then, like, I don't know. I, I don't know how he could just die in the beginning and be weird. Um, Pixie Chad says she'd be all right with Dewey getting it. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think it's gonna be both. I think it's gonna be both. They're gonna be like at home. It's gonna be during the night. Again, like a late phone call in the middle of the night, and it's it's gonna be something. Or they're watching. Like it's gonna be something. And I think it's gonna be both of them. I think uh, a, f- a future poll of horror uh, when that movie comes out, they'll probably be like, "Who of the original cast is gonna die?" Um, mm-hmm. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do that. Um, but uh, I really hope this movie lives to its to its predecessors. I hope See. it's not trash because it's a January horror movie. They missed the boat there. You, you know think? why? What's up? You want to know what's what this December is? This December, uh, sorry, I just had it up. December sixteenth of the, or eighteenth of this year is the original release date. Twenty five years to the date of Scream nineteen ninety six. Why didn't they release it this year on December eighteenth? on the 25th anniversary of Scream with the title still being Scream. Is it on a Friday too? December 18th this year is... Oh, I'm going backwards. Saturday. Oh, man. they uh, That would have been because, you know, they movies usually open Thursday, Friday. Oh, hold up. That's December 18th in Los Angeles, and it was all across the United States December 20th, 1996. The 20th would have been a Monday. Yeah. Oh, even if they did the 17th the day before, right? Yeah, it would have worked. It would have worked. Why January? Why? January. Because we're always going to die. Exactly, exactly. Like, that's where the Bye Bye Man was. Like, come on. 
And that was where the remake of The Grudge was, the remake of the remake, which <sighs> is just shit. Um, I never wanted to smack myself in the face for watching a movie other than Ring 2, but that's a Fridays story. makes sense, Pixie, because they it's the opening box office weekend that they look for, right? It comes out on the Friday. They, they get those those opening numbers, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. where people have the most access to go to the movies. And they get they that's how they judge their their opening weekend. I was thinking because the Paramount has the the rights now, and I was like, well, they'll put it on Paramount Plus. We don't have to go to the theater. But I I refuse to not go to a movie theater anymore. It's the no. You know what we need to do? Hmm. Me and you. What's up? We need to even if it's just like a short clip. And um, do you plan on making a YouTube channel for this podcast? I uh, there there should be one already. Even up. if there isn't. If we have to do it on Twitch, we need to, from now until the movie comes out, anytime there's a trailer, we need to, us to get on here and react to it. Okay. We need to do a live reaction to these trailers and then discuss it. No, I agree. I think that we could yeah. definitely do that. Special episodes. Because um, I'll be definitely doing that with uh, Halloween. Um, uh, uh, Halloween Kills when that uh, when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. We were uh, talking about that before. Um we got on air the TV shows, uh, Pixie in the chat for those who are listening to the audio version. Um, letting us know there's a TV series. Yeah, it's, um, I don't really remember much of the first two seasons, but the third season with the original mask coming back was great. I thought it was great for what it was. It wasn't the greatest thing ever, but it was it was pretty good. Um, Kyle's yet to seen it, so I don't want to really tell mm. him what happened. I've seen the it's... first two seasons. The third one I have not because Canada sucks and we always get shit laid up here. So my last thing we'll talk about here is the mask from the, the original two uh, uh, seasons of The Scream. It was a controversial decision to kind of go with a different mask. And at first I, dis- I disliked it, but I grew to love it. I'm eventually going to buy a version of it to, to display on my display thing when I get it. Um, but what did you think? What, what's your thoughts on that mask? I didn't see the mask. It, it took me a few episodes to get used to it. You know, because, like, I was like, oh, why didn't they... It kind of pissed me off a little bit that they didn't stick with the original mask. I'm like, oh, so is this even... It made me think, is this even like the Scream movies? Like, are they... I know they went with a different story, different characters. They have... They play... It pays nothing to Prescott family. It has nothing to do with uh, Sidney Prescott at all. But, like, I'm sitting there going, oh, like, well, why did they change the mask? But then I kept watching the episodes. I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of good. Like, I actually was enjoying myself watching these these TV shows. And the only thing I still find weird is it's not like the original Cape. It's like a, a rain jacket, almost kind of looking get up. I'm pretty sure. And something like that. Yeah. I was like, uh, it, it grew on me a little bit. I like the mask now after watching the two seasons. And I still got to watch the third one where they go back to the, uh, the original mask. Now I'm gonna have to find a way to watch that. I have a VPN now. So I'm, imagine that i can find a way to watch it it's on uh, um, the american netflix i believe there you go <laughs> um, um but yeah uh i didn't mind it i i honestly didn't mind it it's a cool mask it's it's definitely got that especially if it's lit the right of uh, the way it should be it's it's perfect um one last thing too before we head out here um i'll give you the floor to to, to promote your stuff pixie in the chat says um is it supposed to lead into the series uh, the way um, we were thinking Scream 5 goes um, with the original cast gone and then this new cast. That's an interesting thing. After this movie, maybe mm. you just continue on with the series. I can live with that. No more movies. Okay. I, I could live with that too. If they went to TV right after the movie, I'm fine with that. With whoever survives, because 
You never know looking at a cast list until the movie actually comes out. Um, but before we go, I'm going to quickly read 15 facts about Scream that you not a lot of people may not know. Let's hear it. Um, the original title we mentioned, it's the original title of the film was named Scary Movie. Um, it was partially inspired by a real-life story. Um, screenwriter Kevin Williamson was actually partially inspired by a real-life series of murders in Gainesville, Florida in 1990, uh, were perpetrated by killer Danny Harold Rowling, who was later dubbed the Gainesville, Gainesville Ripper. Uh, Williams was also inspired by John Carpenter's 1978 horror classic Halloween, which is his favorite horror movie with, uh, obviously, you know, the killer having a knife, Michael Myers having a knife. Um, the script sparked a major bidding war. Apparently, there was a massive bidding war for the original script where it was accepted by Dimension Films with a $400,000 offer to buy the screenplay. So that's how Dimension won the bidding war. Um, it could have been directed by George Romero or Sammy Raimi. Oh, or Sam Raimi. man. They're they both... Uh, the Weinstein brothers initially approached noted horror director George A. Romero or Raimi for directional duties, but they both turned the project down. Probably for the best. Would have been cool yeah. to see their names on this, but Wes Craven is on another level for sure. Yeah. Drew Barrymore was actually set to be the big star in the movie, but she changed her mind. That's how she was killed off in the beginning. Um, Barrymore worked for less than one week on the film. She saw all her scenes in the first five days of production. Nice. Uh, the film's iconic mask was actually filmed was found during a location scout, so they didn't have the mask until they they were lo finding locations to film it. The killer's now iconic mask was a simple off-the-shelf Halloween mask. Craven and producer found it in a house they were locating, uh, scouting. It's funny. Crazy. It's like it's like the parallels with Halloween are amazing because. Halloween, they were looking for a mask. They wanted to do a clown mask. But they ended up getting this Captain Kirk mask from Star Trek. And they spray painted it white, cut the eyes a little bit bigger, removed the eyebrows and stuff, and you get that mask. You spray paint the hair, and voila. Yeah. Uh, and then Bob Wein uh, Weinstein actually wasn't convinced the mask was scary enough. He initially thought the killer's mask wasn't scary enough and considered replacing Craven as director because of it. But Craven and editor Patrick Lucier created a work print out of, uh, of of dailies and uh, of the opening scene that convinced Weinstein to quickly change his mind. So it was, uh, it's interesting, man, that that, that mask almost cost Wes Craven his director job on the movie. Jeez. Big um, the voice behind the killer is veteran voice actor, Roger L. Jackson, who does the voice for Mojo Jojo of the Powerpuff Girls. Yep. Um, Linda Blair had a cameo. I totally forgot about that. Yes. Yep. I love her. Um, star of the exorcist makes a cameo as one of the news reporters outside the school. She is one of the, she's the one in the bright orange blouse. Later on, she's the reporter who confronts Sydney in Dewey's police car. Craven previously directed Blair in the 1978 TV movie stranger in our house as well. Mm -hmm. um, the high school that they play, they played, uh, they planned the shoot at changed its mind about the production. I guess the high school scenes were originally supposed to be shot at Santa Rosa High School in Santa Rosa, California, but despite getting approval from the school's administration, the school's city uh, school school uh, sorry the city school board banned the production weeks before the shot began over concerns that the script was glorified violence. Well, duh, it's a horror movie. Yeah. Um, the high school is actually a commit a community center. It wasn't actually a high school. 
Um, so there's, I guess there's, as a joke in the special thanks section at the end credits, it says no thanks whatsoever to the road, Santa Rosa city school direct government board. So <laughs> if anyone goes into the end credits of the original movie, you'll see that in the end credits. Um, Wes Craven has a cameo. We mentioned it. He played, uh, he's wearing the Freddy Krueger hat and sweater as a janitor. Um, the final scene of the movie took 21 nights to shoot. So the final scene of the original movie took 21 nights. The 42-minute final act taking place entirely during the party at Stu's house took 21 successive nights to shoot. The cast and crew jokingly called it the longest night in horror history. <laughs> That's like um, half, their, their half, half their schedule, I'm sure. Yeah, and lastly, it was initially slapped with only an NC-17 rating. The film was given an NC-17 rating by the MPAA for being too gruesome, and despite the fact that Craven initially refused to cut anything out, the movie was edited and resubmitted by the studio nine times. Nine times it was resubmitted before it was given its final R rating that Craven was looking for. So there's a big fun facts for the original movie. There you go. I love it. I love it. It's it's it's, it's always fun finding out those things because, like, you love these movies so much, and then you like want to dig and dig and dig. Like, I know pretty much everything there is to know about Halloween, and I'm still learning about yeah. that movie. There's right? these two books that came out called uh, Taking Shape. Um, there's the second book. The first book is about like most all the movies, and there's some stuff in there. I was like, what the hell? And then there was uh, the second book, which is basically um, all of the uh, failed attempts at sequels. So like all the stories about all the sequels that could have been made. For that series, I would have loved to have seen that something for, uh, um, excuse me, for um, Scream. Uh, but before I give it the floor to you so you can promote your stuff and let everyone know where they can find you, I did promise I would do an unboxing. I I, uh, I already unboxed it. Sorry, guys. Um, I was too excited. But, so doing um, a revealing. A revealing. Uh, the, the lights are crazy because of all my lightning set up here, but it's the Friday the 13th. Oh. Um, the Lux Edition box set that has every single Friday the 13th movie in it, including the remake sick. or the reboot and Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, um, yes. It is amazing. It comes with all these new features, 4K scans of uh, the movies. Um, it even has uh, part 3 3D. It's got a 3D version, but you have to have a 3D TV oh, no for it. No way. Yeah. And um, then there's like a bonus disc with a whole bunch of stuff on it. So. Um, I thought I would show that off because I have the Halloween version of that one. Now I have the Friday the 13th. Now they need to do a uh, nightmare on M street. Cause it has like all those like eight movies, nine movies. So that'd be perfect. See, there's a box that I want to look for. Cause I seen it once and I know it exists for scream that it's literally a rectangle kind of about yay high. And it literally comes with a scream mask in it and all four movies. And like it literally comes with like a, a real like life like you can wear screen mask. I've seen it. I know it's somewhere. I'm gonna look for it. You have to buy it on eBay for crazy enough amount of money. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> I definitely should. You definitely should. I think. I think you know. I'm. There was a screen box set that I had that was like all three. It was just the three movies at a time, and then a documentary called Still Screaming. Um, I don't know if that was the same <laughs> thing, but. Um, all right, man. Well, I first off appreciate you coming on the night um, oh, and talking so all things Scream. <laughs> um, uh, definitely have to have you on again to talk something else. Um, tell the good people out there 
um, if they don't know who you are, where to find you. Well, if you guys are watching right now, right above me, you can see at Real Kyle Masters. If you're listening, that's where you can find me on Twitter. It's where I do most of my social media stuff. I have Instagram, but I'm only on there once in the blue moon. So I do mostly my social media stuff on my uh, my Twitter account, which is at Real Kyle Masters. Um, just got into the Twitch gaming recently, so I'm um, uh, on Twitter at Masters Gaming. With an underscore at the end, for some reason, there is no other account called Masters Gaming, but it wouldn't let me do it without an underscore at the end. So, we'll, hey, got an underscore at the end. Um, kind of a variety streamer. Um, I play a lot of uh, wrestling games. I do uh, Star Wars. I'm just playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order right now. I'm not sure I'm going to be playing after that. Maybe I'll switch it up to Dead by Daylight, um, which I've really been wanting to get into. Um, I just recently played Friday the 13th, the video game here with... Uh, with Glenn and our good friend, our good buddy, uh, Game of Ant. Um, we also play Seven Days to Die, which is a fantastic zombie-related game. And uh, I'm part of an awesome streaming community called The Game Lounge, um, which are an amazing, amazing, positive, uh, just honestly feel-good community to be a part of. I'm part of the stream team. Um, they have an awesome uh, Discord to be a part of. So if you guys want to, you can find a Discord link. Somewhere on my social media, I've, I had to have retweeted it. Um, follow them on Twitter. Follow the leader, Penny, um, as well. Um, and it's an awesome Discord. They do movie nights, which is really cool, where they they, they watch anything from Disney to Star Wars to horror movies. Um, they do. There's a lot of cool things. There's going to be live concerts now. We got something approved to, to play live concerts on there. Um, so it's pretty cool. But, I, I you know, I mostly stream. I do an, a wrestling podcast. If you guys are into wrestling and AEW, uh, it's called uh, At All Elite Pod on Twitter. Um, myself and my co-host Tiffany from New York, we do a podcast once a week. We talk about everything in AEW. We like to have fun. We like to have a lot of interaction with the live chats because we are live on Twitch, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope. Like we're live at a bunch of places and we love to have a lot of interaction and fan discussions. It's basically a fan discussion podcast. We don't, we kind of talk about the show. We don't go over every match, what every move is done. We kind of just talk about the highlights and we like to have you guys discuss with it. So if you're a, if you're a fan of AEW, Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the No Holds Bar Network. Great place to interact with wrestling podcasts. And uh, yeah, that's the whole kit caboodle. Hey, right there at the end of the, the broadcast, thank you for the six months, Mr. Game Event. Uh, hey, with sub. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Shout out to Creed. Shout out to Ant. Um, La Capitaine. Um, well, that is it for us uh, today. Um, I was going to wait till tomorrow to to promote what's coming up next week. Um, what's on tap for next week? Next week is going to be all Blair Witch, Ooh. all the time. Monday, Blair Witch Project. We'll be talking about that. Tuesday for Terror Tuesdays, we'll be playing the Blair Witch game again. I'm going to do another run because uh, there's a couple different endings, and it's been a while since I played it. Um, oh. So we'll, we'll do a we'll do a first run through again, um, and then Friday's episode. We're talking about the Blair Witch sequels, the Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, and then the true sequel to the first movie, Blair Witch. It's just called Blair Witch, and that's going to be awesome. And then I'm just going to put it out there. Anyone who wants to play Friday the 13th, the following Tuesday, or Dead by Daylight, let's let's make it happen for Terror Tuesdays. Hell yeah. Um, we've got lots of things coming. We're going to be doing the uh, the digital drive-in soon. We're going to be doing uh, the, the Haunting Grounds Discord. comes out next week, so I'm very very uh happy how that's going and how that's being built and also um the league of specters uh club as you call it it's kind of like a patreon but it's not a patreon but i'll have more 
um, they, they're telling me that I have to tell you about it. So <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. But um, I want to thank everyone for watching, everyone in the chat, everyone who's listening. Thanks again to Kyle. And always remember, horror forever. See you later, guys.